Welcome to That You May Grow Thereby, a work of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. We are located at 18 Scott Drive in Florence, Kentucky. Our phone number is 859-371-2095. You can also visit us at www.nkcofc.com. And now, that you may grow thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. I am Greg Littmer, one of the elders of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. And for our starting point today, I'd like to turn to the gospel according to Mark chapter 12 and read verses 28 through 33. Again, that's Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 33. There the Bible tells us, And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, The first commandment of all is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength, this is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said unto him, Well, master, thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding, and with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burned offerings and sacrifices. I want to focus our attention specifically upon Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. I'm sure that is a familiar verse to many of us, But I wonder if any of us have taken the time to really think about what it means, to examine it and to accept its implications. When we do that, we come to understand that practically speaking, it is the hub of Christianity. Everything else branches out from it, forming the spokes of the wheel. It is service with the whole man because of our love for God. In further consideration, we could say that every sin committed is in violation of this command. When we fail to love God in any of these aspects, sin enters in. My friends, we are to love the Lord our God because he is one God. By that I mean there is none other beside him. Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 6, One God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. In Acts 17, as Paul stood on Mars Hill in the city of Athens, he declared unto the Athenians the God who was to them unknown. In verses 24 through 29, he said, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things, 
and has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth, and has determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone, graven by art and man's device. My friends, there is but one God and there is none like him. He is the creator and the sustainer, omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient. All of this being said, we need to ask ourselves a few questions. When does a person love God with all his or her heart? The answer is relatively simple. A person loves God with all of his or her heart when they love nothing by way of comparison as they do God. When a person is ready to give up anything for God, aware of the price and having counted the cost. Can we think of a few things that this might involve? At times, there are things that we must be willing to give up. At times, it is a difficult decision until we see things in their proper perspective. In other words, until we love God with all of our heart. There may be times when we will have to give up dear friends, even relatives, to love God with all of our heart. In Matthew chapter 10, we read in verses 34 through 38 the following. It is Jesus speaking. And he said, Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. The time may come when the search for truth leads us into disagreement with our closest friends. There may be times when those in our families forsake the Lord and it may tug at our hearts to overlook it or to seek to defend them in their error. But we must always put the Lord and his truth first. Always. Others are tempted to reason along the lines of, if it was good enough for mom and dad or grandma and grandpa, then it is good enough for me. Well, that can be well and good, so long as mom and dad or grandpa and grandma had the truth. If not, then that is putting something or someone else before God, and that is not loving him with all of our heart. In any and in every case involving friends or relatives, the rule must be, God first. There may be times when loving God with all of our heart involves possessions, material things. Remember from Matthew chapter 19 verses 16 through 22, that passage tells us, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He said unto him, 
which Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man said unto him, All these things I have kept from my youth up, what lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. I don't know what ultimately happened with this young man, but he allowed his things to stand in the way of his service to God. Are we really loving God with all of our heart when we allow the desire for possessions to take our time and energies to the point that God is left out? Think of jobs that do not allow us to worship God regularly. Or think of always having money for the things that we want to do, but then just a very small amount to contribute to the work of the Lord. Loving God with all of our heart involves giving up sinful pleasures. I say sinful pleasures because not all pleasures are sinful. But let's face it, if sin wasn't pleasurable, nobody would do it. There were many things I truly enjoyed that I had to put behind me when I became a Christian. But honestly, they were nothing compared to what I gained. I can't understand why a child of God would want to continue in things of a worldly nature, much less argue in defense of things that are ungodly. Why argue for social drinking or gambling? Why seek to defend ungodly movies or television? We will put those things aside, as pleasurable as they may be, if we are loving God with our whole heart. We sure do have a classic example to follow in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 24 through 26. It tells us, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect under the recompense of the reward. There's a great deal more we could say along this line, but really, to love God with all my heart means that I am ready to do anything that God asks of me. It will be with us as it was with Samuel when he said, Speak, Lord, for thy servant hears. There is always the question of why. Why should we do this? And the more than sufficient answer is because he loved me so much that he gave his only begotten son for me, who in turn gave his life. Just think of the words of Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 2 where Paul wrote, And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. When we think of God, and loving him with all of our hearts. Just think of the love he showed to us. Here's a good way to do it. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 tells us, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. As John said in 1 John 4:19, We love him, because he first loved us. The second question to consider is, when does a person love God with all of his or her soul? 
The soul in this passage has reference to the physical life, the breath of life. So the answer to the question is a person loves God with all of his soul when he or she employs their life with all of its comforts and conveniences in service to God. Sin often results when we allow comforts to become an end unto themselves. Remember the words of Jesus in Luke chapter 12 and verse 15, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of things which he possesses. Always we must keep our values in order. Just as Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33 when he said, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. My friends, let's really think about this for a moment. Are we willing, you and me, to be deprived of comforts rather than dishonor God? Are we willing to sacrifice in his service? Just like Esau, many will sell their soul for a mess of pottage. Remember Matthew chapter 16 and verse 26, where it is plainly stated, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Am I really willing to endure suffering, even death? Now that's a sobering thought, isn't it? Rather than to dishonor God, do I have the courage of Daniel, who faced the lion's jaws rather than forsake God? Could I stand like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego before the fiery furnace and say, If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. These were men of great courage, who were ready to put their very lives on the line. They loved God with all their soul. Just here, let's remember that Jesus said, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. That's in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 24. Luke added that it is a daily thing. Yes, there is a cross for everyone and there is a cross for you and me. But in order for me to take up that cross and follow Jesus, I must first deny myself. Self has a way of getting in the way of loving God with all our soul. The third question I'd like to ask is when does a person love God with all of his or her strength? The best answer that I know of for that question is found in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 where Paul wrote these words, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service. And you know something, my friends? Our bodies are essential in our service to God. What about our bodies? Are we taking care of them or are we destroying them through tobacco and alcohol and illicit drugs? Loving God with all of my strength involves sparing no labor and no cost to glorify and serve Him. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58 the following, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 
that involves work but that is okay because if we truly have faith we will work James said in James chapter 1 and verse 25 but whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein he being not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work this man shall be blessed in his deeds in chapter 2 and verse 18 he said yea a man may say thou hast faith and I have works Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. We must work, for the night is coming, as Jesus said. Well, I am willing to sacrifice time, ease, health, and body for the Lord. Am I willing to be that living sacrifice? Do I love God with all of my strength? The fourth and final question is, when does a person love God with all of his or her mind? The answer is easy. When he or she applies themselves to knowing God and his will. How is that accomplished? It is accomplished through study. I'm sure that every Christian is familiar with 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, which tells us, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Remember what Peter wrote in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. How can we say we love God with all of our mind if we do not apply ourselves to the task of learning about him through the study of his word? We love God with all of our mind when, in our study of his word, we receive what he says with submission gratitude and obedience when we simply say Lord what wilt thou have me to do and then do it there's a beautiful passage in Proverbs 3 that I think is applicable here it is in verses 5 through 7 Solomon wrote trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. We love God with all of our mind when we absolutely refuse to make plans without giving thought to God and his word. What about our choice of job, where we live or where we retire? Is there a faithful church with which I can worship? If I'm going to move there, is there a faithful church with which I can identify and work? And we love God with all of our mind when we look for him and see him in everything. When we see the beauties of nature, the trees and the rivers, streams and mountains, do we see God behind it? Or when we're in an airplane 30,000 feet above the ground and over the vast skies and the cloud formations, do we see God behind it all? On and on we could go, but this is enough. Let us love God with all of our heart all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength. Again, words to think about. Thank you for listening.